0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Our Golden Twenties. My name is Tegan. I'm joined with my co-host, Sadie. Hi. And we have a very special Halloween-themed episode coming your way. And this was something literally last February when we sat down to brainstorm. This was one of the first episode ideas we came up with. <laughs> and we've been waiting all year... <laughs> And we're very excited. So, a lot of what this episode's going to be is stories sent in from you, our listeners. But before we dive into that, we thought we'd start with Tuesday 10 to kind of wrap up the month, give a little like old school YouTube throwback with the October mm-hmm. favorites. Yeah. So, Sadie, why don't you start us off with your October favorites? Yeah, for sure. So, As
1: usual, my Tuesday 10, 10 favorite current things are all over the place. But first thing is I tried Kylie Skin products and I have to say the makeup melting cleanser is actually really, really great. And you guys... If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know how I've really struggled with my skin and how it's become a huge insecurity of mine, especially during the pandemic with knee and whatnot. And I just find literally the days I use the makeup melting cleanser at night, like to wash off my makeup after the day, obviously, I just mm-hmm. feel like my skin, like the acne on my skin looks more healed. And I don't mm. know if it's just like, I don't know what it is, if it's just ironic. Maybe I just have better skin days since I don't use it every (laughs) night and like don't wear makeup every day. But the days I use it, I feel like I can tell and I'm just really loving it. And I was kind of Mm. expecting it to just be one of those celebrity, you know, brands that wasn't actually that great, but I'm really loving it. So just wanted to put that out there. The next thing on my list is a new album from my favorite band. They're called the Franklin Electric and they just put a new album out in the end of September and it's called This Time I See It. So they're from Montreal, so a great Canadian band. They're kind of like folky, indie kind of vibes. So. It's like really great for fall. Like I feel we were talking about like cozy coffeehouse music, and I feel mm-hmm. this is kind of it. Some of the songs are really like sad and depressing, but I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah. So of course I love the whole album. I do have some song wrecks. My favorite is the first one on the album called After All.
2: Chasing something more. I've grown kind of worried about this. I guess I'm moving forward down the coast of California where the folks like the water.
1: You can imagine that these are maybe gonna be sad ones, but I absolutely love them <laughs> and I recommend you guys check it out. They're actually playing a show in Toronto in December, and my friend just got Ooh. tickets for us to go see them. So it's gonna be my first concert in a long in a long time, and I think it's gonna be so, so great. So definitely looking forward to that. Next on my list is a book I just read. I've been on a huge Taylor Jenkins read kick lately. I read Malibu Rising. Yep, Daisy Jones and the Six. I think every time I finish one of her books, it's part of my Tuesday 10, and this time is no different. (laughs) I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was better than Malibu Rising, but not Hmm. as good as Daisy Jones and the Six. So... I gave it five stars on Goodreads. That's how much I loved it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Recommend that. And then next on my list is a white wine from Flat Rock Cellars. So again, back at the end of September, I went on a wine tour in Niagara and went to Flat Rock Cellars for the first time. And they had a sample of their twisted tea, or twisted tea, I was going to say. I don't know why <laughs> that was an instinct, but twisted white wine. So it's a mix of, like, a few different wines, but it is so good. Like, I'm someone who really likes sweet wine, but I know, like, a lot of people like dry wine, and I find this mm-hmm. is, like, the perfect middle ground. So definitely recommend you check that out. The best part is I'm, like, an advertisement right now. <laughs> <laughs> For all of these things. But the best part of the Twisted White Wine is that I can even get it in my grocery store at Loblaws. So check that out. Super handy, like accessible it seems, and super yummy wine. And speaking of yummy things, the last thing on my list is Pumpkin Pie Spice. So it's just a pre-mixed spice, again, PC brand that I just get from the uh, grocery store and I add it to literally everything like I added to my oatmeal in the mornings I threw it in some muffins I even found a recipe online for like a coffee creamer to make your own pumpkin spice latte and it's just like a game changer especially right now during like October you know fall pumpkin spice everything so definitely recommend you put that in your spice cupboard and find an excuse to use it literally all the time.
0: (laughs) Love that. I feel like if you mixed it with, like, simple syrup, like if you did, like, sugar and water on the stove and mixed it in, you could then make, like, cocktails.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that sounds so yummy. Yeah, so there you go, guys. Give you something, some products to try, wine (laughs) to drink, food to eat, music to listen to. So, Tag, what are you what are your five things to round out our list of 10
0: yeah um, my first one which I feel like is maybe basic is <laughs> squid game because obviously that's like blown up mm-hmm. like crazy it beat out Bridgerton as the most popular Netflix show of all time I feel like and, that's good just because yeah. I didn't
1: love Bridgerton but
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of surprising to me that Bridgerton held that title yeah because i feel like the shows like stranger things or even like tiger king or too hot to handle i heard people talk about more but it also like the pandemic obviously ramped up the numbers and that was released over christmas yeah but yeah squid game has taken over and i really liked it i'm i think they renewed it for a second season so i'm hyped about that and mm. I just thought it was so good. Yeah. So next on my list is also a book. And I feel like like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and my book recommendation, which is my year of rest and relaxation. They were both like huge on TikTok, which is why I ended up reading like both of them. It was the thing mm-hmm. of like TikTok was showing it to me. And I was like, okay, then I must love it. Yeah. And Yeah, I really liked it. I've tried to read other books by the author. Her name's Otessa Mosheveg, which I'm definitely butchering. But I tried to read some of her other books. Like she has a book of short stories and I couldn't finish it because the characters are so unlikable, Mm. which the character in this book is unlikable. But then for some reason, I think it was because I was able to relate to her more. And I like read it, in a day because I was just like, I need to figure out what's going on with this girl. Yeah. And yeah, it was, and it's definitely like, it's not like a cozy, relaxing read. Like it was, I don't know. Made me think that's why I liked it.
1: Yeah. I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah. It's very intense. And now you'll read it and be like, oh my God, Tegan related to this character. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But I don't know. It was good. So the next thing on my list is something that I like have just gotten back into and I actually got into it on our trip to Nashville is the podcast Race Chaser, which is just a podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. But (laughs) I like haven't been listening to podcasts because I would only listen to them on my commute. But then when we were going to Nashville, I listened on the plane and now I'm I'm just like a full-fledged addict. Yeah. So I've been loving that. It's so much fun. I've also been loving, this is very random, but the Neutrogena Anti-Residue Shampoo. Mm. And I'm a girl who's got very, very thick hair. And I have a problem that comes up every once in a while where it's like, no matter how well I shampoo and rinse out my hair, the back of it feels greasy. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong because like I'm washing my hair and it feels greasy. and. I think what it was was product buildup. Yeah. So I got this anti-residue shampoo, and it, like, it makes your hair feel the cleanest it has ever felt. Like, my hair has so much volume when I use it. It's, I think it's very drying. Like, you're only supposed to use it, like, once a week. Okay. But I've been loving it, and I haven't had my problem of my hair just feeling like it has product in it, so. Mm. I love that also. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to mention was that I hired our deep friend of the pod, Sarah, to be my personal trainer. Yay. And I have been loving that. I literally, there was a difference in my before and after pictures in one week. Mm. But at the same time, like the workouts I was doing, I was like, I'm very busy right now. Like I'm going to go crazy if I have too much to do. So it, we were doing just like 30 minute workouts and it's achievable. I'm not getting like burnt out from it, but mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing a difference. So that's good. I love that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I feel like to making time for physical activity when you are really busy is so important because it is that time just for yourself, you know? So even like you said, it's a 30 minute workout. That's great. You know, like that's 30 minutes that you're just tapping in, tuning into yourself and moving your body, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's so awesome. I'm so glad you're loving it.
0: Yeah, it's been really good. I have like stalled out a little bit. I'm recovering from a cold. It's not COVID, Mm -hmm. just a cold. So that's kind of put my progress on hold. But now like I'm entering week three of my four-week program and I'm pumped. Yeah. Yay. We're cheering you on. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love that. I always I see it. if we can do our Tuesday 10 in 10 minutes. That's always like the little Did champ. we manage? <laughs> we were a little over, but maybe if you like work some editing magic,
0: <laughs> yeah. we'll be down to if 10 minutes. If we don't include the intro, it yeah. so has got to be at least a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to a new month, to be honest. It feels yeah. like October didn't even happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's because we started the month in Nashville, so it was kind of like – by the time I processed it was October, it was like October 10th, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was weird, but sure enough, my favorite month of the year is coming to a close and yeah. we're moving into winter and holiday and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, shall we start chatting about what we're calling dating horrors for today's episode? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So as Tegan said, we asked you guys, our listeners, on social media to send in your dating horror stories. And <laughs> horror stories is maybe a bit of a stretch. Dating <laughs> horrors, date some of them are horror stories, of course. Yeah. Others are just dating fails. Mishaps. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to share some of those with you guys, the people who wrote in. And mm-hmm. we also encourage you guys to follow us on social media, so anytime we do any sort of these episodes where we're asking you guys for input, you know, when that's happening, you have the chance to reach out to us and contribute. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we are Mm -hmm. at our golden twenties and you can participate in our next
0: episode where we do something like this. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like if something crazy happens in your life, Regardless of if we're asking for input, please send it to us just for yeah. the entertainment value. We, like, <laughs> I'd love that. We'll read it aloud. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, so true. And even if you don't want us to share it on the podcast, also, we keep everything anonymous too. So yeah. if you did yeah. share, don't be like, oh my God, they're going to read it. Like, and out me. Like, no, we keep everything anonymous. But even if you just yeah. want to DM us in chat, we're here for that. Especially, like, the career advice and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. we
0: thrive off that. So just shoot (laughs) us a DM. Let's be friends. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. So I think I am going to share the first story, which was sent to us on Instagram. So this person said, I'm currently in a five-year relationship, and my ex from high school sent me a DM saying he wants me, but he just got married in June. He writes poetry, so I had liked his poem and his posts on Instagram, but then he messaged me saying, stop playing games, you know I want you, and you know you want me. (laughs) I just laughed it off and didn't respond, because liking his poems doesn't mean I want you. The worst part is, I don't think his wife knows. Oh my goodness. Such a mess. That's cringe. (laughs) That's
1: messy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
0: That means he's like looking at his Instagram likes, checking up that you're actually liking and is like, yes, this is my in.
1: Yeah. And then taking that as a sign, like I feel we've maybe talked about this before where dating is so complicated when social media is involved, dating apps, you know, like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. all these little things people like overanalyze like, oh, they liked this, they messaged this, they interacted with this post, like- It just is like so complicated. The thing is, though, in this situation, it shouldn't be complicated because he's married. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, yeah, still overthinking. So that is definitely a messy situation. And I'm glad she just laughed it off and didn't respond.
0: Yikes.
1: I feel bad for his wife.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's sad. Don't think about that part.
1: Right? Oh, man. And if this guy's listening... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) We know you love the pod. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. This is another one that we received. It says, I went on a first date with a guy I had met on Bumble. He picked me up from work, and he seemed really nice. We were going for tacos, but the restaurant was about an hour drive due to traffic. During the drive there... He made a comment that it looked like I wasn't having fun. And I was thinking to myself, how on earth can I show I'm having fun while we're driving and stuck in traffic? (laughs) Which, I mean, fair. You can't, especially if you're in traffic, you can't be like having the best time of your life. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Anyways. She continues to write, when we finally got to the taco place, he kept saying that I wasn't having fun. And a few times he said it felt like I was judging him. He kept saying these types of comments to the point it was all we were talking about, how I wasn't having fun (laughs) and how I was judging him. (laughs) (laughs) After I ate my tacos, I was so over the conversation since that was the only conversation we were having was his comments. So I thanked him and walked out of the place. It was the only time I've ever walked out on a date. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, maybe it's like really mean that I'm laughing at these, but like <laughs> oh my goodness. I just feel yeah. this guy was extremely like insecure, obviously, yeah, but then, exactly. yeah. like projecting those insecurities onto somebody, especially on a first date, like, yeah,
0: that's a little much, not to mention like traffic, that's one of like the few things where I feel like you could agree, like, to be negative about something. And yeah. be like, "Oh, this sucks." You know what I mean? Yeah. No one would be like, "Wow, you're really negative." Like, yeah, it's a like, universally hated experience.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so awful. And I totally feel that though. Like when you're trying to have good conversation, but they just keep obsessing over something that yeah was clearly not a good conversation. And it's like,
0: yeah. can we at
1: least just move forward? Like, there's also just like. Mm basic social skills where it's like, if you're having a conversation and it's clearly awkward, move on, you know, find something else to talk about. Like, but this guy, I guess, just couldn't, couldn't put that aside. Yikes. Well, I'm glad she walked out. Yeah. Honestly, I've never walked out on a date before, so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how bad that would have been. Like how bad she, how uncomfortable she was for it to get that bad for her to walk out. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay, and then this isn't a DM, but speaking of tacos, one of my friends <laughs> sent me the 100 tacos girl and she her name is Elise Myers and she's on TikTok and apparently people were like blowing up about this on Reddit as well, but it's just mm-hmm. the 100 tacos girl. So I don't know if we can input like her TikTok video. What's the worst first date I've ever been on?
2: I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to tell you right now. Before I met my smoke show of a husband, I was on dating apps. As you do. This man messages me out of the blue and he goes, I like your face. Let's go get some food. Um, I love food. Are you my soulmate? He says, meet me at my house. I will drive us to the restaurant together. Why did we not just meet there? I have no idea. I drive 45 minutes to his house. He's standing outside of it. He walks up to my car and he goes, I've lost my keys. Can you drive us there? Should I have just left him right there and gone home? Yes, did I? absolutely not he gets in starts giving me turn by turn directions he could have been leading me to an abandoned warehouse and he still would have been like left at this stop sign okay we end up at a taco bell which is fine i'm like dine in or drive through and he's like drive through i'm like great he has a plan we get to the speaker and he just leans over and goes i would like 100 hard shell tacos thank you We get to the window, he does one of these numbers, and I'm like, did you forget your wallet? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you need me to pay? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I buy the 100 tacos, and I'm like, where to next? And he goes back to my house, and I was like, okay, this is happening. I'm just, I'm committed to this now, it's happening. We get to his house, we walk in, his dad is on the couch. I'm like, he lives with his dad, it's fine. The hoops I am teleporting through to convince myself that this decision that I have made is okay is just wild. Walk past his dad into the kitchen. He just starts emptying the boxes of tacos, just releasing them onto the table, puts two chairs at the table, sits down, and he just screams at the top of his lungs, let's feast. I am just calmly unwrapping my taco and taking a bite of it. We are eating hard-chilled tacos in complete silence. You can hear both of us chewing. It's absolute chaos. The dad walks up, grabs a taco. There's a hundred of them. We have so many to spare. He's eating over us, just like standing. Doesn't sit, stands right next to the table. Crunches, mouthful. He just looks at me and he goes, do you want to see my studio? And I was like, I have never wanted to see anything less in my entire life. It was that moment that I decided this date was completely over or else I was going to be killed, 100%. I am now just like collecting the tacos because I paid for them. I walk out with boxes of tacos in my purse. I look back and I was like, thank you for this experience. You will never hear from me again. All right, I'm here to answer all the questions about Taco Guy. They're hard hitting and I've got the tea. Number one, what was his name? I can't remember for the life of me, I'm sorry. Right, next question. Did you actually buy a hundred tacos or are you exaggerating for the story? I literally bought 100 crunchy tacos from Taco Bell for this man and I probably would have bought a thousand if he ordered them. If you say that you would have done something different, you're either lying or you're not a woman who has met somebody online for the first time. Next question, how much did it cost? Well, a hard shell taco right now at Taco Bell is $1.39 times 100 is $139 times 7.25% for tax puts you at about $149.07, which was two times the amount of money that I spent on groceries every week, which is what that money was actually for. All right. This is a two parter. Number one, how long did it take to make the tacos? And number two, what did you talk about while you waited? It felt like an eternity. In reality, it was about only 15 minutes and the customer service was pretty great. We parked, they brought the tacos out to our car, like the true heroes of the story that they are. Number two, we talked about his ex-girlfriend, so. All right, welcome to the third and probably final part of the taco guy saga. Um, I don't know how many more questions you could possibly have, but also I get it. Number one, was he upset that you took all of the tacos? Um, I was not looking at his face. I was solely focused on collecting my tacos and looking like I did not need help to my car. Do you know how hard that is? To confidently carry 94 tacos and look like you've done this a million times in your life. This is easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. I don't need help. So no, I was not looking at his face. What did I do with the tacos? Um, you better believe I ate all 94 of those soggy boys. Next question, did you and Jen go on a date with the same man? I hope to God it was the same man. I hope that there is not multiple men going around and ordering 100 tacos and making women pay for it. So it's just easier in my heart if I believe it's the same guy. Oh God, I hope it's the same guy. Why no studio tour? Um, I was not gonna walk out of that studio alive. I was running every scenario out in my head and not one single one of them did I walk out alive. And I, I, I really was like, I want to be alive for this one. So were the employees mad that you ordered a hundred tacos? Um, I was the only one that was mad that we ordered a hundred tacos. I wanted them to be like, are you sure? And for him to be like, actually, no, I'm not sure. And then I could have been like, yeah, I didn't think you were sure. No, nope. no, they were like, yep, that's, this isn't a, is a reasonable amount of tacos for two people to order. They did not even think twice about it. And they were so nice and so lovely when they brought them to my car. And all I wanted to do was be like, you could have said no, because I could not have said no. So,
1: so, so insane. It's like so weird. And just the way she tells it in her TikTok is so good.
0: All right. So, this was another DM and it's a doozy. So, (laughs) if you need, like, pause, get a glass of wine. (laughs) Sit down, get a blanket, light a candle. Okay. Yes. Now that the mood is set. Yes. So this was titled, My Very Own Dirty John. Oh, goodness. And she writes, I actually knew John, that's not his real name, from my high school days. We had mutual friends, and I always found him cute. He still lived in my small hometown, but I had moved to another city after university. We started texting, and eventually we went on a date. For our first date, he shows up in a beautiful brand new sports car. I don't care much for cars, but he made a point to ask multiple times if I liked his car. The date goes pretty well, and after that, he goes above and beyond to make my roommates and friends adore him. On our second date, he shows up in a beater of a car. It's filthy, missing a mirror, etc. He tells me he, his brother borrowed his sports car and crashed it, so now it's in the shop. He makes more odd comments about money, business. One thing stood out to me. I told him my friends like him and he said he was a great conversationalist. That's a really weird thing to say to that comment. Just throwing that in there. He told me he had learned some business tricks like repeating someone's name three times within the first (laughs) 10 minutes of meeting them. And that makes them trust you. Oh my gosh, red flag. Yikes, yeah. So he drops uh, me off after our date and minutes later calls me saying his car broke down on the side of the road. I go pick him up and drive him to his parents' place and in the driveway is his sports car and it's in perfect condition. I say nothing and figured the nice car was his parents and he was embarrassed by his car so we lied and I didn't want to embarrass him further. But to myself, I'm thinking, why lie? Like, who would care? A few dates go by, and each time he showed up in a different car or had a friend drop him off. I tried to learn more things about him, like his job and his living situation. He tells me he's a manager at an insurance company with a big office, he makes six figures a year, and so on. He also says he owns his own house. To me, none of this is matching up. Nothing about him shouted six-figure salary. I continued to see him keeping track of all the things he's been telling me to see if, trip, if he trips up in his lies. Eventually, he started to bail on dates, saying he witnessed a dog attack and had to report the incident to the police. He had a baseball game. The list goes on. Finally, I convince him to have me over to his place. We arrive and we walk right past the front door. And he brings me to the side of the house where there's this rickety old wooden steps leading up to the attic. Yep, he lived in the attic. (laughs) (laughs) It was one room. It was completely filthy. His bed was a mattress on the floor. He had piles of garbage and dirty dishes everywhere. I carefully asked, I thought you owned a house. He starts to scramble, but comes up with an excuse. It's his mom's house and her friend lives downstairs. When she moves out at the end of the month, he will be taking over. At this point, I don't trust him at all, but I was looking for something casual and he was so manipulative and such a sweet talker. I just turned a blind eye to it. We continued to see each other, and he continued to bail on dates with the most dramatic excuses. For instance, he said hackers had seized (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars from his company and were holding it ransom until they were given X amount of money so he couldn't meet up. (laughs) (laughs) That old chestnut. Who hasn't used that? He told me his aunt passed away of a heart attack and he had to go to the funeral so he couldn't see me one weekend. The excuses just kept coming and I was frustrated hoping to catch him in a lie. <laughs> one weekend at my cottage, I simply asked, have you ever lied to me? He said no and I broke up with him and sent him right back home. Little did I know my friends and family were already doing their own research. The beauty of living in a small town.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. If you ever want to know dirt on someone. Yeah. Yeah. So she continues, (laughs) not knowing that I already ended things, my mom asked to go out for lunch with me one day. We sit down and have some small chat. And then my mom gets a really serious look on her face and says, John is not who you think he is. Then she tells me she's been fact-checking him since he met my family. He told two different people that his mom lived in two different towns. He said he worked at a dentist office. My mom called the office and asked. No one with that name had ever worked there. He said his aunt passed away at the age of 57 and the funeral took place in my hometown. My mom called the funeral home. No funerals took place that day. Mom is doing her digging. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, me (laughs) too. That's the support you need. Yeah, My friends were also doing some digging. They knew his workplace and knew that he was not the manager and he was about to be fired. The times he had baseball, he said he'd played for a specific team. My friend's boyfriend played on that same team. He said John wasn't on the team and he had never seen him at a game before. I also learned from people around town that he was a frequent drug user and that a lot of his money went towards feeding that habit.
1: Oh my goodness. That's
0: sad. That
1: is crazy
0: eventually my mom was relieved when i told her i had ended things a week before the most ironic part of this whole thing is that the show dirty john had just been released on netflix and i was binge watching it through our entire relationship i wonder what he was thinking when i was yelling at the woman on the screen to get a clue oh my god that is insane i've
1: never seen the show but i feel like i already know everything i need to know about it (laughs) yeah yeah for sure Oh, my goodness. I think – But that's dramatic. Yeah. What's so funny is, like, I think about my parents, like, wanted to raise us in a small town so you knew everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, hearing stories like this, I'm like, well, no kidding. Like, you, Mm -hmm. it's so hard for people to, like, get away with shady shit if you know them or you know their parents or, you know, whatever. But this guy continued to just be that shady guy and – mom and the friends were like, mm-mm, bud, no, we see right through this. Like, yeah, that is so insane. Have
0: you ever met a pathological liar? I don't think so. Yeah, I definitely have. And it's a very weird experience. That I is... went to school with a girl who would lie like this. And she would just, like, run him off like crazy, crazy, crazy. And saying things that, like were absurd like she once said that she couldn't hand in an assignment because her little sister got abducted and there was an amber alert going out blah blah blah
2: and we were like
0: like I get the amber alerts on my phone like don't lie about something that's so easy to check you know but she would say stuff like this every weekend equally as crazy and it was like that where like if you asked her directly she'd be like no I'm telling the truth this is just what my life is like Like, it's nuts. so crazy. And imagine dating that
1: or, like, trying to date. Like, not trying to date, but, like, trying to get to know somebody. And you're, like, are you actually lying? lying. You know, are you telling me the truth? Like, in this case, it sounds like this guy was, like, really sweet and, like, Mm -hmm. a good conversationalist. I put that in quotes because that's something he actually (laughs) said. And, like, of course, now that we have, like, the whole story and, like, her friends like piece this together it's like of course that was a red flag but if it's just somebody who's a smooth talker like they can just get away with this kind of stuff a little easier and it makes it really hard to know what to believe like I feel so bad for this girl
0: I do feel like with like so many people you like want to see the good in people so if someone tells you something crazy your first instinct isn't oh well they're lying to me
1: Yeah. Like my aunt had a heart attack. You're not going to be like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Whatever. Because, you know, like, (laughs) you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, even Mm -hmm. if this is like the hundredth lie they told you that day and you don't believe it, you're not going to be like, I don't believe you because maybe that's the one thing that is actually true. You know, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You definitely give people the benefit of the doubt, but it makes it really, really tricky.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad she is good free story. of this guy now. I'm glad that- Yes. I think my favorite part of that whole story was the mom calling like places yes. being like, does his mom work at this dentist's office? Was the aunt's funeral actually <laughs> at this funeral home? <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a good mom. So good. Oh, man. Okay. This is another DM we received. So- There was this guy I went on a date with, and it went pretty well, but then afterwards he was really hot and cold. He texted me sometimes, but then would randomly disappear and wasn't asking me out again. Which, I mean, this is seasonally relevant, you know, talking about ghosts and whatnot, so little ghost (laughs) story. Okay. All right, story continues. So I called him out on it, and we ended up seeing each other again. However, the second date was horrible. The conversation wasn't good, and he was... (laughs) He was also (laughs) applying lip balm and slipping Listerine strips every two minutes during dinner. Oh, God. (laughs) That is a very... (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so funny. A very specific person. I can already imagine everything about him. Yeah. So, I decided between his sketchy behavior and the second date, I wasn't into it. After that date, he texted me to ask me out again, but I didn't respond right away, like for two hours, because I was in a movie. But he sent me a text in that two hours that said, and this was the best part. She sent us like a screenshot of the text conversation. Oh and the text says, just a piece of my mind. If you're going to complain about me disappearing and then not answer when I ask you out, it's in poor form. A quick yes or no would have been sufficient.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's just like,
1: first of all, any, any text that starts with just a piece of my mind, like, nope. No, no, no.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, like, it's so funny. I feel like I've kind of had this happen where people who've ghosted you before are then like paranoid about you ghosting them. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like people, it's kind of this weird psychological game. And maybe it's because I'm a Scorpio that I pick up on this that it's <laughs> like, okay, by ghosting them, the ball is in your court. But as soon as they start ghosting you, you've bounce the ball to their court and like people need to have like control of the situation you know what I mean
0: yeah so power
1: yeah exactly but this guy Mm -hmm. was clearly just again insecure I think
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and projecting that oh my goodness that's a common theme I think in all of these yes the guy's insecure he acts like a crazy person yeah and then the girl's like I'm not going to date you because you're clearly insane and that probably makes them more insecure
1: Exactly. And then she saves these stories for when a podcast asks for dating yeah. wars. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, just just wait until you hear my story."
0: <laughs> I love the one girl saving the screenshot like, yes. "Yes. Oh my god. Keep it forever." So
1: good. Oh man. <laughs> and it's so funny, too. Well, it's funny and sad that so many people would start by being like oh my goodness, I have so many of these stories, but here's just one of them. Like people literally, this happens all the time, which is obviously really unfortunate, but I don't know. It's so crazy to me.
0: Yeah. It's probably going to be worse because of the pandemic. Yeah, Because I feel myself losing social skills. So then it's like people just don't know how to act, right?
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so true. So, and honestly too... (laughs) Like people who've ever shamed me for being single still, I hope they're listening to this episode (laughs) (laughs) to just hear how difficult it is to actually Mm -hmm. date, especially now with like dating apps where people are so disposable, you know, like you can just ghost people because you can literally like swipe match with someone new all within that same breath. Like it's just so tough. And then It's so easy for people to portray somebody that they're not actually through social media, through just lies. Like it is so tough.
0: Yeah. And it gives I feel like it gives people permission to like act like a jerk sometimes because it's like they feel like they have the validation of like, well, I don't need this because I have 20 matches on Bumble waiting at home. If yeah. you don't want to hear me talk about how you're not having fun when you eat your tacos, <laughs> I can talk to other girls. You know, like who enjoy. Traffic. It's like they have the validation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who have fun? <laughs> if he was playing fun music, it could have been fun. Yeah. I feel like he wasn't, though. No, he, he was, was probably just listening paranoid. to CBC. Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> We've all been in that Uber. I feel like that's like. Yeah. That could be another thing. It's like your worst Uber experiences because <laughs> I feel yes. there's some good Yeah, ones. I have, have
0: a some lot of those. those. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: But, yeah, like, oh, my goodness. I don't know. I have one story from my dating experience that I can share with you guys, and it is also a little bit about a guy being insecure but it has a interesting twist at the end, so I thought I'd share that Ooh. with you guys. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. I met this guy on Hinge right at the start of the pandemic. So this was March 2020, and we had so much in common. We were really hitting it off, so we had a virtual date. Again, the pandemic paranoia was like at an all-time high since it was just starting out, yeah. so hence the virtual date. We had a really great date. So we continued to text and had three more virtual dates over the span of a few months. So I was like fairly invested in this guy, but we never really met face to face. But when the weather got nice out, I was like, okay, we can hang out outside because again, it's still, you know, early days of the pandemic. So people are hesitant to meet inside. There's lockdowns, whatever. So I'm like, let's just meet up. Outside, go for a walk or something. So we had made plans like a few different times and I had made a lot of effort to meet up in person since we'd only been talking virtually.
0: Right.
1: However, he was like making it impossible to make plans with or we'd have those plans made and then he would cancel the day of. He'd be like, oh, I forgot I'm supposed to like meet up with my parents for dinner, this kind of thing. And I was just like, Mm. okay. So eventually, like the story before, I called him out on it and I was like, listen, it feels like we're never actually going to meet in person. And because again, I've like invested a few months into this and he's like, Oh no, no. Like assures me he's really busy, which I knew he was like, he just picked up a school course. He was working full time and like a really busy industry during the pandemic. Like it made sense, but I was just impatient. And the fact he like, I don't know, he didn't respond to me confronting him very well. And just like, Right. Kind of projected his insecurities. But anyways, we continued to text for a few months after that, or a few weeks after that. But then near the end of our conversing, he told me he was adopting a dog. He showed me a picture of this dog. He sent me, like, the dog's profile so I knew the dog's name. It was a husky pup and, like, super cute. However, shortly after that conversation, we stopped talking, and I never knew what happened to the dog. But we continued following each other on social media. And I see, you know, he gets the dog home, whatever. So I'm like, great. I'm glad he's happy with his dog. I'm no longer a part <laughs> of his life. <laughs> a few months later, we still weren't talking, but I again see on his Instagram story that he now has a different dog. And guys, get this. The dog's name is Sadie, <laughs> which oh. is my name. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, yes, we know. That's We've horrible. listened to this podcast. We know your name. And I know Sadie is a somewhat common name for a dog, okay? But I had so many questions because I knew this guy was adopting a different dog, a husky dog, and he now has, like, a golden retriever dog. This dog that he originally adopted, like, what happened to that dog? Why did he get a new dog? And above all else, why didn't he rename his new dog? (laughs) considering Sadie. Like he knows a Sadie. So I honestly, it was just so weird. And I was like, maybe I'm just being like hyper aware or like very like self-involved. Maybe it's not that weird. Like Sadie is a common Mm -hmm. dog name. So I didn't really tell anybody about it at first, but then one of my friends asked me about, you know, Oh, are you still talking to that guy? So I told her the story and she's like, girl, that's fucked. Like, that's weird. And I was like, it kind of is. Right. And then I told my sister, she's like, yeah, no, that's really weird. Then I told, I think you tag, you're like, yeah, no, that's weird. Like everyone's like, no, it's weird. So even though we didn't meet in person, you know, like we weren't like committed, it wasn't like anything serious. It's still, if you spend a few months talking to somebody, <laughs> it would be yeah. like if I adopted my cat and my cat was his name and I kept her name, or well, if my cat was a boy, kept mm-hmm. his name. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I had to mute him on social media because <laughs> I was so <laughs> weirded out. Every time he'd post pictures of his dog on his Instagram story, he would put like Sadie with like a heart. And like, it was oh, obviously all about the dog, but I was like, this is just yeah. so weird and i still haven't talked to him ever since but i'm like what the fuck like yeah that's demented is it like okay i still need validation that it is in fact weird no
0: that's (laughs) really weird like i can't even imagine like when we were naming our cats we couldn't even name them the names of people we knew like people i went to school with like because that would be so weird
1: yeah like yeah. I think about like teachers having to name their children. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't, yeah. if you knew a kid by this name, like if you knew a Tegan yeah. and this Tegan was like a yeah. little brat, then you're not going to use that name for your kid or whatever, yeah, you know? Like, exactly. I feel the same goes for pets and yeah. maybe I should be flattered that this guy was like, that's a great name. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep it. But at the same time, it's a little weird. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, it's a shame too because like I was really liking this guy but I never met Mm. him in person. Like that's the other thing too with like the challenges of dating is like you can like text and text and text or chat on dating apps or see each other's life through social media and then people just don't, they feel like they know you so they don't make it a priority to meet up in person or like don't make plans. And it's like, no, like, we're not having a cyber relationship, If especially if we yeah. live in the same city. Like, what? Yeah. Let's just meet up. Like, so weird.
0: Yeah, that's really, really weird. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the last story we have to tell was a story that was told to me like my first month moving to Toronto. Oh, my goodness. So Lil Tegan in, in the big city And it was told to me by a girl that I worked with who is very trustworthy to me. Like, I don't think that she would be bullshitting this or making up a story. Okay. (laughs) And we'll start there because it (laughs) is a little unbelievable. And she told this story as saying, you know, it happened to a friend of her who she also said, this is a trustworthy person. She's not bullshitting, blah, blah, blah. So this story happened to a friend of a friend of mine. So basically, my friend's friend, this girl, she's been on dating apps, trying to meet up with guys, not trying to hook up, but trying to date. So she like matches with a guy and they're chatting and he seems really nice. So she wants to go on a first date. He agrees. She makes it pretty clear, like, I'm trying to take things slow because I'm looking for something serious. He's like, yep, totally on board. So they go on a first date and they go to like a public restaurant and grab dinner. Cause she's safe and smart. And at this dinner, he's super nice, normal. He's not pushy at all. He's really polite, pays for the meal. She loves it. So when they're there, she asks if he wants to do a second date, he agrees. And she's like, okay, great. They chat at home, like some more and, uh, when they're like texting each other he mentions that he loves cooking and that if she'd feel comfortable and safe he would love it if uh she would come to his apartment and he would cook for her and since she had met him yeah (laughs) weird but okay i could see it if the guy was like i'm you know really into cooking like i went to chef school or something yeah yeah okay yeah so yeah and because she had already met him and was like okay i feel safe with this guy like he wasn't Mm -hmm. pushy at all yeah you know play it by ear obviously but so she eventually goes over to his apartment it's downtown toronto it's like a cute little furnished apartment and he's working away in the kitchen and for dinner he had made her chili which is a really weird choice but go off weird toronto man (laughs) They sit down to eat dinner. It looks good. She eats a bowl. Happy. It's another good date. It's normal. He's not creepy. He didn't pressure her. And so, like, when dinner's over, she's like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, okay, great. It was so nice to, like, see you again. Like, let's do this. I'm ready for a third date. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. This was another fun night. So she gets home. And at one point in the night, she starts to get really, really sick. Like, she cannot stop throwing up. It gets to the point where she's like, I need to go to the hospital because this is worse than food poisoning. Something's really wrong. I'm weak and I can't keep anything down. So she gets to the hospital and all the nurses, they cannot figure out what is wrong with her because they're like, nothing makes sense with why you're so sick. Because like I said, it's worse than food poisoning. And they're like, we can't figure this out. She tells them about this date she was on and the guys (laughs) that cooked her chili. She's like, I can't believe this. And she felt so sick. They are running all these different tests. Eventually they do a blood test and they inform her that she has two different types of blood in her system. Oh my God. And so they believe that the meat that was in the chili was human. Oh my God. So they call the cops And they show up at the hospital and they're looking for information on this guy. And she looks, he's deleted all his accounts on the dating apps. They're like, what's the apartment? They look it up. It's an Airbnb furnished. And she's like, oh, yep, that's the apartment I was in. And the Toronto police are like, oh, yeah, in Toronto, there's this huge cannibal community. We're trying to shut it down, but we can't find her in. So this happens all the time. But because they're so good at it and they, like, help each other out, we're not going to be able to find this guy realistically. So she never heard from him again and she never ate chili again.
1: Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I hope, like, it's chili season right now. I hope nobody just, like, made up a big (laughs) pot of chili and, like, that's their weekly meal planning because that is a
0: next level story. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's like an actual horror. Yeah, exactly. I think moral of the story is if a guy cooked you chili for dinner, that's just like the weirdest choice.
1: That is a weird choice. Like I typically love chili. (laughs) If the Toronto police is listening to this, I'm not. Just kidding. I'm not (laughs) part of the cannibal ring. I just like chili just like a soup, you know, like it's like a warm, cozy meal, but it's not something – I would be like, oh, I'm a really great cook. I love cooking and like chili's my
0: go-to.
1: And especially on a date, like I feel like that's not a date food. Like it's a cozy comfort food for a rainy night all by yourself. You know what I mean? Like it is a weird thing, but how would she have known? You know what I mean?
0: Like, Yeah, and you're already
1: there. Like, Yeah. Uh, And this is the other thing because we were saying like how can you like trust people like – And this is now maybe (laughs) getting deep and dark, but it's like, this guy was so nice, you know, like, yeah, and he was
0: crazy, like, oh, my
1: God, I don't
0: like that. The thing that creeps me out about that story is that it's not even like it was like he fed her this food and then he tried to kill her. It's like he just fed her the food and then was like, okay, see you later and left. Like that was the game. That's what's so creepy to me. That is-, is he just wanted to watch her eat the chili? Because he could <laughs> oh just ate it himself. He didn't have to go up with this elaborate plan. Why do I plan right and-
1: now? Oh, my God. I'm like, so <laughs> <out>. <laughs> this is for Halloween. So It is for Halloween. I'm not going on any dates anytime soon because of this. Oh, my yeah. God. But I feel like, yeah, that is insane. And also, you already called this out, but like it's so important to me in a public place, like at least the first yeah. time, if not the first few times. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That that is a good one to end this episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was that's my favorite
0: story to tell people who are moving to the city. Oh my god. Because they're like cannibal ring? The police know? Huh? Yeah. Like Like, I can't imagine the big city. Yeah, I can't
1: imagine (laughs) like working in the police. Even like at college, like one of my friends was, like, an RA, so, like, you know, a floor okay, yeah. advisor kind of thing. And just, like, she knew so much shit about what was going on within the walls of our residence building where I was, like, right, I don't yeah. want to know. Because, like, if I knew, I would not sleep at night. If I knew what went on yeah. in this building, if I knew what went on in the Toronto police, like, what cases are open, yeah. what they're working on, like, oh, my God, the world is fucked, man. <laughs> yeah. It's sketch. Oh, gosh. It is sketch. And yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't even know what to say
0: now. <laughs> rattled. Just rattled. absolutely rattled. Just right
1: rattled. Now. And we're going to like have this as our last one. So we just rattled our listeners for the rest of their day. They're just like, yeah. oh man. It's, it's oh just a little goodness.
0: spooky story for Halloween. Such a
1: spooky story. I also love yeah. how it's from a friend of a friend of a friend. Because mm-hmm. It just yeah. is like one of those. It's like. One of those like yeah it happened to a friend tales. of a friend of
0: mine yeah yeah and remember then now there people- was that show did, did you ever watch that it was like in the 90s like we were really young and it was like it happened to a friend of a friend of mine
2: this is a true story it happened to a friend of a friend of mine.
0: I, the one I remember scarring me Was the one where it's like the earwig Goes in the girl's ear ew. And then they take it out and ew, ew. But it was a woman and it laid eggs And then it's oh. like it's a true story Because it happened to a friend of a friend of mine
1: No I don't know What you're talking about but that is This is why disgusting. we have
0: different lives now Because as a child <laughs> I watched that show
1: <laughs> I don't know I'll have to like ask my mom And my
0: sisters <laughs> yeah i'll find it it'll be on tiktok somewhere i know oh my
1: god i hate (laughs) anything to do with ears like ew Mm. and so that was already a trigger for me (laughs) (laughs) and then it just went downhill from there oh god yeah oh goodness all right well i think with all that being said (laughs) This is enough for today. We are going to wrap yeah. today's episode right there. But thank you guys so much for listening. And again, thank you to everyone who sent in DMs. Yeah. We love making this like a, a like friends hanging out chat. So anytime we can pull your mm-hmm. stories and your experiences in, we love that. So as we already yeah. said, follow us on social media. We are at our golden 20s on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're also on Pinterest serving you lots of good vibes there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We also are on Spotify with some music playlists. So check us out there. And lastly, we have a Patreon page, which is the best way for you to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. We drop all of our episodes there early as well as publish exclusive content from time to time just for our patrons. So all of that being said, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.